following message is presented by Fellowship Bible Church from its weekly pulpit ministry. We offer an expositional study through entire books of the Bible, one verse, paragraph, or chapter at a time. We pray that you'll be blessed by listening in. Thanks for visiting. All right. I want to welcome Dan Vallette and his wife, Becca, to uh, the church here. First time they've been here in the building. They've been at our home before, and I've stayed some days with them down in Santiago and at Pier K Bible Camp and at Paisandu, I think, at the camp there as well. So uh, I've actually uh, been with them a number of times and have known them for quite a number of years. It's been a blessing. So, brother, give us a report and whatever's on your heart tonight, okay? Thank you. Thank you you very much. Well, first of all, I want to thank uh, your church for uh, loaning us your pastor uh, for those times. Uh, We enjoyed having him over there and... and he did behave himself when he was there, too. So I just want to report that to the church, make sure that everybody knew that. Uh, so it's been a blessing to have him there. And um, uh, obviously, we've learned a lot from him and still are doing that. Uh, what I'm going to do is give you just a <clears throat> little review of what we've been doing in the camp in, um, in Chile. Uh, just we've been uh, first, uh, we were in Uruguay for uh, 16 years, and then the Lord moved us to uh, the country of Chile, uh, and there we've been, for the last five years, we've been there. Uh, so this, uh, there was a camp there that needed some uh, uh, upgrading, and, uh, and the, this camp is uh, it's in a great location. It's uh, set within a um, uh, distance, shall we call it, public transportation gets to the camp itself. From a city of almost uh, 7 million people, uh, you can get there by public transportation through the metro line or uh, uh, subway system and then through the bus system. Our, um, the buses actually turn around right there at our camp and then go back. <laughs> That's how far away they are. But anywhere from the city you can get to this camp. So let me uh, start off with that, the infrastructure. Let's see if this works. Uh, i got to turn it on first. There you go. Yeah, there we go. These are some of the uh, different uh, work projects that we did in 2016. This is the pool area. Uh, as you see, there's a lot of uh, uh, rocks in, uh, <laughs> in Pirque, tons of them. So what we came up with a design to kind of utilize those rocks uh, there, and we actually put them into cages. And we kind of repurpose the rocks and put them in, uh, into cages, and uh, in this case, we did some benches, and that's a retaining wall also on the other side for the, uh, um, so the debris doesn't go anywhere, but it all stays there. So that's one of the projects that it takes a lot of time as well. The other one is a soccer field. Uh, there's a lot of work that needed to be done uh, in that with uh, leveling and uh, doing a, a irrigation system as well. And this is what it kind of looks like uh, for, for the eye for sure. Uh, this is in the front wall, uh, also the same thing with uh, rocks that were just kind of placed in there in uh, a lot of cases with mud in between. And what we have done is uh, take them all out and replace them again and put them in into, uh, into an orderly fashion. And this is what it looks like today. Uh, so that's a lot of work, and each one of those rocks are not thrown in there. They're actually placed in there. Uh, so it's been uh, a blessing to see some uh, young people come out and... Uh, do some other work there. This is uh, several years ago, obviously, um, and they've been uh, helping and coming uh, to 
get some projects done. Uh, also the bunk beds as well. This is what it looked like. Uh, so you can, and the one in the bottom, you can actually not even sit up because it would hit your head. So you can even sit on the, the bunk bed. But now we kind of redesigned it so we have something like this. Um, so we can um, uh, repurpose the corner and make it a little bit uh, easier and better uh, for them. Also the front stage, uh, we also, as you can see, use the rocks as well. If you see in the steps there, uh, we also repurpose those rocks. And some of the people got really creative and what they did is actually put some rocks there, they are in heart shapes, so you gotta find them in there too. So, <laughs> so it's kinda unique. So 2017 brought us some uh, new people. Uh, this is a group where uh, Jansen was there and uh, helping with the uh, Unity uh, uh, games in the back. It, what it is is uh, several uh, obstacles and as a team you have to get through them. So there you find the people that are their complainers, <laughs> you find the people that are leaders. Uh, so it's, uh, it's really nice. And this team came from uh, uh, Appalachian Bible College and other places to help uh, with that. Uh, you can see Jansen up there, the proof that he was down there with the spear in his hand, you know, taking out. And those are the rocks that we would take out. I mean, I need a hole somewhere, and you just had to dig him out, and uh, that's where uh, they were. So thankful for guys that are strong <laughs> to kind of do that stuff. Uh, so that was good. So this is the team that came down that time. Uh, that's in, uh, in the soccer field itself, and you can see the, the background uh, of that. So it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, also, uh, we had a work uh, area project. We took some containers and made them into uh, a place where we could store all of our uh, tools and stuff like that. We also had uh, swings uh, that were made. Also, as you can see, everything's uh, rock-related there. Uh, and this is what the swings look like today. Uh, so those are great for devotions or people uh, having counseling sessions as well. Uh, so this, uh, and, uh, this is a multi-purpose building, uh, the bathroom building. It's a storage facility that we transformed uh, and have it into a second floor. And this will have a, a transformation through uh, the next uh, couple of years. Uh, but this is what it looked like at the end of 2017. Uh, and also the electrical installation. Uh, lots of uh, digging. As anytime you dig, you also get rocks from there too. So it's just... Uh, and the rocks we accumulate, and then we, uh, we put them uh, to use uh, the, next, the next time that we have a, a project for them. So once again, the bathroom uh, building uh, also trying to put the, this is at the beginning of 2018, and towards the end, this is kind of what it looked like. So the upstairs, we have several uh, uh, rooms for guests and office uh, as well. Um, the trash project, this was uh, a very important because over there we have stray dogs, so they come and get our trash and spread it all over the place. So we had to kind of cage things in so we can uh, have the, that time <laughs> with the dogs not coming. Uh, so this is what it looks like today. It's a sliding door so you can take the trash out to the, to the front where the uh, street is at. Um, and also a new church plant uh, right at the camp itself. We had uh, an opportunity to start a new church there. It's a young couple. Uh, their name is Andy and Mari, and they're the ones that are in charge of, uh, of that work uh, there, and we're thankful for the opportunity to help them also which, uh, with that uh, church as well. 
the ladies wanted some uh, improvements in the kitchen, so we had to make sure that we got some uh, new equipment, so we did that. We had a pizza oven, a range oven, and then that's for uh, uh, putting soups and stuff like that as well. And we also had to get a, a bigger refrigerator, uh, so that's what we use at the camp right now. So we're thankful and looking to expand a little bit more the next uh, few years as well. Uh, new stone wall, of course. Uh, there's a, <laughs> a, this place is right next to the soccer field. The problem with that is that the slope was in such a way that any time you had soup, the soup, you were just uh, sloped that way. So you needed to first level it out, and then we did a nice little uh, wall. Uh, so this is what it looks like today. Uh, so it's a nice meeting area. We also made some benches and tables so we can uh, eat uh, properly there. Which brings us to 2019. Uh, this is my, uh, my brother Richie is the one that's um, probably closer to the wheelbarrow, I guess you could say. He came with these two guys. My brother Richie, he ministers in the Dominican Republic, uh, but he changed ministry, so right now he doesn't have a building, per se, to work on. But these two other gentlemen from Pennsylvania had been coming for the last 20 years to work over there. And he said, well, I have a brother in Chile. Why don't you come down there? So we did. Uh, and it was great. So they were able to come and uh, build something for me uh, over there. And this is my brother admiring the work that he did not do. All he did is just help the other guys build this stuff. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great time with uh, these two young men that uh, came and helped from, uh, from here, from Pennsylvania area. And this is what the bathroom looks like uh, on the uh, first floor. Uh, we were able to finish um, with all this stuff up, up there, and now it looks like this. Um, so we have really nice bathrooms. Uh, there's uh, uh, six showers uh, and uh, five sinks, four, five sinks, yeah. Um, so this is what the main uh, bathrooms look like. The girls' dorm, that's what it looks like, and we're hoping to put a second floor as we did for, the, for that other building as well. Uh, so that's, we did a lot of the planning and stuff like that with, with that. And um, a lot of digging, of course, the more rocks came out. So we accumulated those. And today is a standstill right now because of COVID uh, the year before, and then we're not able to advance uh, in that project either. Anytime you dig, uh, this is inside of the girls' dorm, you just find rocks and then we just accumulate them and wait for the next uh, project. And uh, we also had the continuation of the stone wall, and that's what it looked like uh, when we first started. So, and this is kind of what it looks like today. Uh, that's going to be our sign, it's going to be into that uh, stone wall um, in the front. And here has some of the young men that came and helped and finished. Uh, that part of the stone wall. And as you can see, uh, we did some one project in January, but the rest of it was all people that were going to be coming. COVID hit, and none of those teams were able to come. Uh, so just show you a couple of pictures of the guys that came back. There's like two guys that came from Pennsylvania to uh, put the siding on that uh, building that they had built. Uh, and they were able to, uh, to finish that project there. And uh, so that's what it looks like today, and that's where we put the, the tractor and other stuff there as well. So there's a lot of stuff that we would like to do for the next few years, that, uh, Lord willing, uh, and hopefully we won't have any more of um, um, COVID problems, <laughs> I could say, uh, to be able to do that. Well, let me, I just wanted to share just a short uh, uh, message here with you, and uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3. Uh, in verses 
1 through 10. Yeah, the ministry that we have there, uh, pre-COVID, of course, um, we, we did a lot of um, hosting of people at our house. Uh, a lot of people had to come through to do some paperwork um, uh, for um, uh, Santiago is the capital of, uh, of Chile. So a lot of people would come to our house and we have uh, a nice apartment in the back where people can come and rest and also some people need a little bit more help than others and they're uh, and they're navigating of the city so we would help them at that time we would also our main ministry has obviously camp uh projects and uh ministry there and uh during the the whole year we do have people coming uh we have several groups coming at different times of the year uh to help uh, advance some of the projects and when groups are not there i have other workers that from the city itself that would come there and help advance the, the projects as well we also have been helping in the church as uh, uh, counseling uh, uh, sense uh, and, and ever, anything that they need for us to do there, we help there in that in the small church at the camp and also in the church uh, in the um, uh, there's a church in the city itself that's probably around 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes away from where we're living. Uh, the camp where we're living is 45 minutes to an hour depending on traffic. <laughs> Uh, uh, so it gets uh, to be pretty, uh, pretty crowded that way. So, uh, but yeah, we're we're thankful to be able to minister uh, that way, and uh, uh, thankful for the, the opportunity also to to travel as well and go visit other places and and help whenever we can there. So, any other question I can help you with? Yes. Yeah, the capacity for the camp right now, we do have 100 beds. Uh, we would like to get to 150 uh, campers with 30 more staff, so basically 180 people would like to, for them to be the ones that can stay overnight. We're hoping to make it a year-round camp, so every one of the buildings that we are building, they are, um, they are getting um, uh, winterized. Uh, so that we can have it because uh, we're at the bottom of the Andes Mountains, so it is it's pretty cold over there. Yeah. Yes. Well, the the temperature over there um, is is not like here. Uh, when they say it's cold over there, I said no. Uh, you don't know what cold is. <laughs> uh, you guys know what cold is over here. Uh, I lived in Wisconsin for four years, so I know what cold is over there. It's not cold. <laughs> Uh, but it is, uh, uh, it's more of a, a damp humidity, uh, probably, I would say it gets in the, uh, 30s, 20s, uh, teens at times, but then, it's, you know, then it goes up to the, uh, the nice thing about Chile is this, that, uh, in the summertime, basically you're guaranteed no rain because it's a semi-desert, uh, place, uh, there's, uh, rarely mosquitoes there so uh, that was a change for me because coming from Uruguay and Pastor Matt knows this uh, every door and every window has to have a mosquito netting on it but over there in Chile they don't you know which is unique you know to me it was that's that was very strange very strange to have that for sure 
um, yes. I was actually born in Chile, uh, but raised in Uruguay. So my uh, accent uh, in Spanish is Uruguayan accent. So Chileans, even though <laughs> even though I was born in Chile, they know I'm not from there. You know, so they they really think that I am uh, I'm uh, Argentine mainly or Uruguayan. They always confuse the Argentine and uh, Uruguayan accent because they're very similar. Uh, but Chilean is a very distinct accent. So. And I don't try to imitate them. It'll be like us trying to imitate the British. So I, I just don't do that. I just just speak the way I've been brought up with. <laughs> That's the way it is. So yeah. So it was. It's, it's been fun. I mean, uh, so they, it's especially when Chile plays against uh, Uruguay, which they did recently. Fortunately, they tied one-one. So I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> so because if not, it gets pretty heated. <laughs> Either way, you know. <laughs> So, well, um, let me give you just a, a, a short uh, thought uh, from uh, Exodus chapter 3. If you remember the story here, Moses, um, this comes to a point in his life uh, that God is requiring his service. Uh, and we find here uh, excuses from Moses and why not to serve the Lord. Uh, and uh, the first one that you find in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11, he asked here, who am I? Uh, basically, he's saying, I am not qualified for the job that you're asking me to do. Uh, Moses obviously felt overwhelmed, uh, maybe by the responsibility, who knows, because of his past failure. Uh, if you remember uh, that he killed an Egyptian uh, many, many years ago, uh, maybe because of his advanced age or uh, because of the magnitude of the task uh, or past rejections. We just don't know why he just did not want to go ahead and do the task that God uh, had asked him to do. And he was asking, who am I? I am not the one uh, to be doing this job. But it's interesting, God's response to him in verse 12, um, uh, that God's response was quick, and he had to have been given, uh, have you, I've not given you enough. God was a uh, uh, going to be with Moses to encourage him, to strengthen him during that time as well, and protect him and defend him. But that was just uh, not enough for Moses, it seems like. Because um, uh, God also tells us in Second Corinthians, you know, that not, uh, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think that anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Uh, and Moses had forgotten about that as well. Um, the other excuse we find in verse 13, uh, first one, at who am I? I'm not qualified. And the other one uh, says, I don't know what to say. That's what Moses is saying. I don't know what to say. I don't have enough education. You know, if you, uh, if you remember that, Moses was well-educated. Uh, and God's response for that in verses 14 through 15, um, uh, I am that I am. I am has sent me unto you. That's the response that he was uh, supposed to do. The name, obviously, that Moses uh, must use was one of the most expressive, uh, that express absolute and unequivocally eternal being, is that God does not change. Um, and that's the God of Abraham also and uh, uh, of the past that he was trying to uh, to get him to realize that. And he says, I just don't know what to say. And sometimes we can be in the same position that he was in. 
we just don't know what to say. But get, we got to remember who God is. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is. Now, the next excuse we find all the way in uh, chapter 4 and verse 1, <clears throat> when he says, um, uh, what if they don't believe me? Uh, I, I, he's saying, basically, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> That's what he's saying to, uh, to God. I don't think this is going to work. Uh, we had one guy working at camp in Uruguay. I remember that every time we would try something new, he says, oh, it's not going to work. Very negative, very negative. No matter what we did, you know, say, oh, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. So, mm. Let me try first, and then you can say it's not going to work. You know, so, but this is what Moses was saying here, that it's not, it's not going to work. Uh, it's not gonna, I'm not going to be able to do the things that you want me to do. In God's answer in verse uh, four, chapter 4, verses 2 through 9, God responds you know, to Moses by giving him the power, if you remember, to do those miracles, the staff that would transform into a serpent, uh, and his own hand would transform into leprosy, and then uh, be whole again, and the water uh, would turn into blood. What was God doing there? He was equipping Moses for the task at hand. And God does the same thing for us. He equips us for the task that he has called us to do. He is not going to call us to do something that he is not going to equip us to do. Uh, he knows what our strengths are and what we can do and cannot do. Um, so God is going to equip Moses, obviously, here for the task that he has called him. Um, the other excuse we find in, uh, in chapter 4 as well in verse 10, it says, I am slow to speak uh, and uh, slow of tongue. It's not my talent or my gift. That's what he's saying. Uh, it's, it's just not me doing this stuff. Uh, Moses obviously seemed to ignore here that God had done uh, for him and in front of his eyes all these other miracles that he had done for him. And then uh, God also, if you remember, he also brings uh, uh, his brother to be his mouthpiece for him. So excuses here are falling apart, every one of them that Moses is giving. And the final one, uh, well, obviously God's answer in chapter 4, verse 11 as well, uh, that that's what he does uh, for him. It uh, brings his brother uh, to speak. And the last one, the last excuse, it said uh, in verse 13, send someone else, <laughs> anyone else. I don't want to do it. That's, that's the real reason. You know, he did, really did not want to do this uh, job that God had asked him to do. Uh, and finally, Moses came clean, shall we call it that way, and what he was, um, what his real excuse was. We see God's answer and an anger uh, with Moses' objections and excuses of uh, tactical delays for his mission and his calling. Um, and God was obviously upset with him. Uh, sometimes that happens with us. You know, we prefer that God would use any other person but us uh, in the ministry. That God has, we, that we know He has called us. Uh, let me give you a little poem here. This reminds me of four Christians: uh, everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was a special job to do: preach the gospel. Everybody was asked to do it. Everybody was sure somebody would. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it but nobody realized that everybody would do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody. And that's kind of the way it is with us, too. Uh, we come up with excuses, why not to serve, uh, and immediately we are very good at coming up with excuses. Uh, 
the Queen of England and her coronation in 1952, one of the things that said in the invitation, it said, all excuses set aside. Because there was really no reason why a royal would not be able to come to the Queen's coronation. I mean, you can, we can, we're good at coming up with excuses. And we could come up with a million excuses why not to serve the Lord. Uh, one of the per- people that I always think about uh, went with excuses that would have, uh, if he would wanted to, would be my brother Bobby. If you know him, he's got cerebral palsy. Uh, he would have the perfect excuse why not to serve the Lord. You know, he's you know, frail, he's, uh, he can't walk, uh, and when he gets excited, his talking gets uh, jumbled up as well, uh, but yet the Lord uses him uh, in many ways. Um, so excuses. Uh, I, I noticed, I wrote down some stuff here that uh, you have some ministries coming up here that I'm sure we can come up with a million excuses why not to serve the Lord and VBS, for instance. You know, you have a great opportunity to serve the Lord. And this uh, art fair as well, uh, somebody mentioned about the choir, the ladies' uh, meetings or the ladies' uh, singing, right? Uh, to re- redo that again. Uh, but we could always come up with an excuse. Why not to do certain things? And we're really good at it. And the worst part is we convince ourselves that those are godly excuses. <laughs> or the reason why, oh, no, you know what, this, that, the other. I mean, we're good. We're really good. Uh, but remember, every time um, there is a, a chance to be able to, uh, to serve the Lord, uh, let's not be like Moses and come up with excuses. Uh, but come and say, here my Lord, send me. And be the one that would be willing to, to do that. Think of it right now. What are some of the excuses that you're putting right now and not to serve the Lord? Are they justified? So when we get to heaven and God asks us, hey, why didn't you do this? You think our excuses are going to hold up for him knowing all the stuff that he knows about us and how we should be doing things? I think we'll be more embarrassed than anything else, I'm afraid. Uh, so be... Don't be Moses, you know, be the guy that said, yes, I will do that. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to uh, just look at your word briefly and uh, the ministry at, uh, at Camp Pirke. We're thankful for uh, um, the ministry that you've given us, and we pray as we try to get back uh, to the country to uh, forward uh, your ministry. We'll be able to do that in a timely fashion in your time. We also are thankful for the church here and their sending of missionaries and being able to uh, help uh, with sending of uh, Pastor Matt and uh, being able to uh, benefit from uh, the knowledge that you've given him. We pray that he'll continue doing a great job here in this church. We ask also for um, wisdom and decision-making. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, Dan, thank you very much. That's excellent. Um, Just to give you a little... Uh, connection to the pictures that you saw there about the camp. Uh, so when I was there in 2019, you remember just around the time when the uh, riots started there in Chile. Um, so it was maybe three weeks after they started or something. I was scheduled to be down there, and we were gonna we were gonna have the meetings at Camp Pirque, right? But then we just suddenly shifted them. Uh, 
what did I say, 400 miles south or whatever it is, down to another camp and uh, had meetings there at a reduced size and attendance. Um, but we were at that camp uh, for the uh, pastor's conference in 2016. And do you remember the picture where they showed the building of the platform with like the rocks underneath there and the steps and stuff like that? So we we uh, taught from that area in that main building. And just as an idea of what that camp can do, it's a location that's good for people to get to. And uh, I don't remember how many pastors and missionaries we had there, but over 50. But it could have been as many as 80, I forget. But that many people there receiving instruction from God's Word for several days on end. And that's just one of the ministries that the camp provides. Uh, you know, the, you have to lodge all those people, feed all those people, uh, you know, have activities for them because you can't, you know, contrary to popular belief, we don't sit around and listen and do preaching 24-7. You have to take some breaks. <laughs> so... Um, you know, that, that's just one of the ministries. Then you have families that can come for family camps. You have churches for church camps, youth for youth camps, you know, marriage retreats. You can do what? I mean, all kinds of things. And uh, just get people away from the hubbub of life and uh, provide a facility for them to get away and think about spiritual things. <laughs> think about Moses, for example. You know, imagine a week where you're challenged to serve the Lord and not make excuses and, uh, and have opportunities to do so. And, um, and plus, then there's opportunities to go there and work. So if you ever want to get acquainted with some Chilean rocks, well, you know where to go. You can uh, help out build some more rock walls. Yeah, yeah, amen. Father, we thank you for the blessing of being able to be here together tonight and for this report and for the little challenge from your word, which is so timely. We all are filled with excuses, and I pray that Lord will be able to capture this uh, teaching and the video and be able to get it to the rest of the church folks who couldn't be here so that they can hear uh, what our brother had to teach tonight. Pray your blessing on uh, the church here, on the camp at Pirque, on the ministry in Chile, and especially for Dan and Becca as they go off now, kind of uh, empty nest in their car as they drive down the road to uh, go see family, and other friends along the way. We pray safe passage and a blessing that they would be to others and others to them. May you use them greatly in the years ahead, and may many souls come to Christ as a result of their faithfulness to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, to those online, thank you for attending. We really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And those of you that are here, thank you for coming tonight. We will bid you good night, and uh, God bless you. And uh, if you're here, you want to stay and have a few minutes of fellowship, that is perfectly fine. We hope you'll do so and get to, get to fellowship together. Amen. Good night.